drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. The Pope calls for censoring in the name of God? Really? We'll talk about that at 15 past the hour in the What's Concerning Us section. Uh, That's definitely kind of concerning. What was his comments there? I got to be honest with you, though, up front. I don't love the source that reported it, and uh, I wasn't able to find a better one. But nonetheless, I will mention the story to you at 15 past the hour. And then, of course, uh, in th- at 35 past, in the guest segment, we're going to have Mike from Restoring the Faith back on the show. It's been, uh, I don't know, a very long time since he's been on with us. The last time was uh, the GameStop thing. Remember that? The whole GameStop, uh, crazy, the stocks just blew up, blew up and people were making tons of money off the, off the deal. Well, uh, we had him on to comment about that way back then. Now he's going to come back. We're going to talk about our economy, inflation, the financial issue over the U.S. dollar, digital currencies, supply chain crunch. And also, uh, I'm hoping to get his comments on, I don't know if you caught this or not, but on Friday, the White House put out their financial report, their plan, which includes ESG scores. It's basically a, a cut and paste straight out of the U.N. plan to implement the Paris Accords. And it basically comes down to banks prioritizing who gets loans, mortgages, uh, business loans, things like that, based on, well, how do you support the environment? And do you invest in companies that agree with our politics and and all of that? So uh, maybe we'll get some comment on that from Mike. So there's a lot to cover today in this hour. We're grateful that you are here. Praise be to God. But in spite of it all, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Joe's trying to steal my uh, my catchphrase now. In spite uh, you know, of it in all. In spite of it all. It's still good all. to be here. You know? That, that should be your podcast. I, I should. Think. You think I should name my podcast In, in spite, spite of it all? Of it all. Yeah. I might. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that would be a fun podcast. No, that would be great. It would be great. In spite of it all. And then we'd only talk about how uh, how horrible everything is. And then at the end, <laughs> at the very end, you're just like, yeah, in everything spite is of still it all. good. It's still good to be here. It's, in spite of it all, yeah. it's still good to be alive. It is still an opportunity to uh, share the good, the true, and the beautiful with uh, the world that desperately needs to hear that message, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, we should just look out the window, see the fact that uh, there is still oxygen in the air, Clouds over our heads, can, can, sun can you rising see in the in the east. Oxygen in the air. I'm, I'm uh, you can, yeah, I'm I'm seeing mm. it right now. I'm so I'm seeing it with my bare eyes right now. Can you? You can Absolutely. see oxygen. Absolutely, it, mm. it looks like everything else, but you know it's there. I think we need some fact checking. I'm not sure you, one can see oxygen. Well, nonetheless, it is still good to <laughs> be here. In spite of it all, we should uh, put a <laughs> smile on our face. And uh, be grateful for the, the life that God gave us. Yay and amen. Praise be to God. Uh, let's see. Who do you, who'd you pick today for your saint of the day? Uh, let's oh, Another four-volume set here this morning. It's like two minutes. <laughs> saint Hilar- Hilarion? Hilarion? Hilarion. 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 Is that a Dominican? Uh, no, he's an oh, anchorite. pre-Dominican times. Uh, Pre-everything times. Pre-everything. He's like second century. Saint Hilarion. Third century. Saint Hilarion. All right, well, praise be to God. So that's coming up. We're going to do uh, the breaking news stories, of course. That's coming up in just one moment. We'll do Saint of the Day. We'll do Gospel of the Day. And then we'll hopefully have a short reflection. And then, of course, we'll dive into our What's Concerning Us section coming up at 15 past the hour. 
Uh, you know, also there was this crazy story out about Biden promotes transgender Rachel Levine to four-star admiral. What in the world is going on there? We might cover that story and others. Oh, also, I f- almost forgot, you know, the national standards for sexual ex- education in, your, in your, your kid's school. Well, they're out for 2021. They include gender identity and fluidity and perversity and all kinds of things, too. So there's another opportunity at a conversation. I don't know. We'll get to that today. But golly, you has so much to pray for, so much to cover. Why don't we begin with prayer? And ask the Lord for and Our Lady for her uh, miraculous intervention to pray and intercede for all of us for the conversion of sinners around the world, uh, for each and each one of our needs in particular, and for a fidelity of the hierarchy to Holy Mother Church and to our uh, its mission to uh, save souls. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known. That anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headline news. The Blaze reports, study claims unvaccinated people should expect to catch COVID every 16 months. Researchers at the Yale School of Public Health claim the unvaccinated people could expect to be infected with the coronavirus every 16 months. The study was published in the Lancet Microbe on October the 1st. Researchers analyzed data on natural immunity to draw their conclusions and noted that findings indicated that natural immunity is somewhat short, they say. Haley Hassler is the co-author of the study and told Yale Daily News that the study's goal was to shed more light on reinfections. The Yale Daily News reported that the study's researchers utilized a statistical model in order to assess the durability of natural immunity against COVID-19. Yale News reported that the team analyzed known reinfection and immunological data uh, from close viral relatives of SARS-CoV-2, such as viruses that cause the common cold and more, in order to make their determinations. Washington Times reports Nicholas Cruz pleads guilty to 2018 Parkland School Massacre. Cruz, 23 years old, entered his pleas in a courtroom attended by dozens of relatives of the victims after answering a long list of questions from Circuit Court Judge Elizabeth Schurer aimed at confirming his mental competency. He was charged with 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted first-degree murder for those wounded in the February 14, 2018 attack at the Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland. A penalty trial will determine if Cruz will receive a sentence of death or life in prison without parole. Schurer plans to begin screening jurors next month and hopes testimony can begin in January. Epic Times reports items linked to Brian Laundrie, possible human remains found in Florida Park. The FBI on Wednesday said that, quote, what appears to be human remains, unquote, were discovered in the same area as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie in a Florida wildlife reserve that was previously underwater. An FBI response team will be on the scene for several days in a bid to obtain more evidence 
uh, adding that the Creek Environmental Park and nearby Carlton Reserve will be closed during the investigation. Sarasota County Medical Examiner's Office was also called to the preserve. Laundry's parents, Chris and Roberta, went to the park on Wednesday to search for Brian. Uh, and uh, Bertolino also said the FBI and North Police uh, Northport Police Department were informed last night of Brian's uh, parents' intentions, and they met Chris and Roberta there this morning, he added. As of now, law enforcement is conducting a more thorough investigation of the area. Forbes reports Trump plans to launch new social media network called Truth Social next year, months after he was booted from virtually every large social network in the wake of the U.S. Capitol riot. Former President Donald Trump unveiled plans Wednesday to launch his own social media company in early 2022. The network called Truth Social expects to open for invited guests next month ahead of a wider launch in the first quarter of next year, according to a statement tweeted by Liz Harrington, former Republican National uh, Committee staffer who has served as Trump's personal spokesman since June. The social network will be operated by Trump Media and Technology Group, which plans to go public by merging with the NASDAQ-listed special purpose acquisition company called Digital World Acquisition Core. The statement said Trump sued executives at Facebook, Twitter, and Google over the summer, claiming his banishment from social media violated the First Amendment. But many legal experts think his lawsuits are long shots. And those are your headline news for today. The saint of the day is Saint Hilarion, and no, it's not because he was hilarious. He was born in Syria in 291 in Thabatha, which is south of Gaza, to pagan parents. After his conversion, he shunned the pleasures of his day, theater, circuses, and arena, and he spent his time attending church. After hearing of Saint Anthony, Hilarion, at the age of 15, went to live with him in the desert for two months. He returned home along with some other monks to his parents who had died. In the meantime, he gave his inheritance to his brother and to the poor and left to live in the wilderness. It is practice to not abide in any one place for for much time. With him, he took only a shirt of coarse linen, a cloak of skins given to him by St. Anthony, and a coarse blanket. Hilarion lived in a life of hardship and simplicity in the desert where he also experienced spiritual dryness and included temptations to despair. Beset by carnal thoughts, he fasted even more. He was so wasted that his bones scarcely held together. He was once visited by robbers, but they left him alone when they learned that he did not fear death and had nothing worth stealing anyway. After he had lived in the wilderness for 22 years, he became quite famous in Syria. He fled from the crowds and he withdrew to Sicily, then later to Dalmatia, and finally to Cyprus. He died in 371 in Cyprus, and he was uh, and he was before the canonization process, so he's been a saint. And Saint Jerome wrote his biography, Saint Hilarion. Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter twelve, verses forty-nine through fifty-three. Jesus said to his disciples, "I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized." And how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided. 
three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and her daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, this passage has a personal meaning to me and my family. Let me tell you. Lots of division, especially over the truths of the faith. Um, I, I am the only Catholic on my side of the family. And uh, I can tell you I have lived this passage. And it has been real and it has been raw. But I want to focus on the fire. Uh, Ignatius Catholic Study Bible talks about uh, the symbols of a fire in, in the in in the Bible, God's presence and love back in Deuteronomy, God's judgment on sinners in Leviticus, or divine purification, you know, in First in, uh, Peter. I mean, there's just lots. Of, look at the, the pillar of fire coming out of Egypt, right? The fire that comes down upon the mountain um, at, to, to bring the law to the people, to enter into covenant relationship in Exodus 24. I mean, there's just so many uses of fire in sacred scripture that it is pretty awesome. But here's what Hadock's commentary said. It's very, very good. What is the fire which Christ comes to send upon the earth? Some understand it of the Holy Ghost, of the doctrine, of the gospel, and of the preaching of the apostles, which has filled the world with fervor and light, which was signified by the flames of fire which appeared at the descent of the Holy Ghost upon the apostles. My words, says the Lord in Jeremiah, are as fire and as a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces." Others understand it of the fire of charity which Christ came to enkindle upon the earth and which the apostles carried throughout the whole world. But the most simple and literal opinion seems to be the fire of persecution and war. Fire is often used in scripture for war. And our Savior declares it in St. Matthew that he has come to bring the sword and not peace. That is, the doctrine of the gospel shall cause divisions and bring persecutions and almost an inf infinity of other evils upon those who shall embrace and maintain it. But it is by these means that heaven must be acquired. It is thus that Jesus Christ destroys the reign of Satan and overturns idolatry, superstition, and error in the world. So great a change could not be made without noise, tumult, fire, and war. That is a very powerful passage uh, by Hadock, a commentary uh, quoting the early church fathers and more. Make a choice. Let the chips fall where they may. It may cause divisions, it will cause divisions, but choose Christ and his church above all other things. We must reject the world, the flesh, and the devil, even if it means that others will reject us. Amen. Praise be to God. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next, right after this break. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects homebuyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. 
GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. The next National Men's March to End Abortion is Monday, November 15th in Baltimore. We will gather outside of a local abortion center and march to our rally point outside of the USCCB Fall Assembly. Men, it's time. Surely, if you're thinking about the reality, the horror, and the enormity of abortion, you have to be moved to do something. Go to themensmarch.com for more information and commit to join us on November 15th in Baltimore. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Mike from Restoring the Faith is going to be our guest coming back onto the program. It's been a long time since we've had Mike on. We're going to talk about the economy. Now, Mike, uh, he used to work for an uh, investment bank on Wall Street. Kind of a, He's got a, a strong financial background. So we're going to have a conversation around our economy. The U.S. dollar, digital currencies, cryptocurrency, supply chain crunch. But also, you know, uh, this White House report that came out on Friday that... Um, basically is implementing the U.N. plan for these ESG scores, which means those who are going to receive money from these financial institutions are going to be following very strict guidelines on how they invest their company's reputation on social media, on climate change, and politics, and everything else. It's uh, it's very interesting times we live in. We're going to get some um, feedback from Mike from Storing the Faith coming up at 35 past the hour. There are several stories, as usual, that concern me in the news. One is about a report that came out yesterday, last night, in fact, about uh, His Holiness Pope Francis making comments calling for big tech giants to increase censorship. Hmm. Now, I saw uh, a YouTube video last night detailing the comments and this morning i went and i looked for sources on this and i was struggling to find sources that i really like i'm going to be honest with you okay there are sources that i i think are pretty shady and so you're not 100 percent sure now the source i saw on youtube last night I, I you know i thought it was perfectly legitimate but i was looking for an article that actually detailed his comments and i haven't found it so take what i'm about to tell you with some grain of salt here i still think it's worthy of the conversation though so i saw it on zero hedge fund or not zero hedge fund zero hedge forgive me zerohedge.com i don't love zero hedge i'm not a big fan of them there i find them to be very anti catholic i guess that's probably where my bias is coming in and then of course i saw it again on uh, reclaimthenet.org I don't recommend either one of these websites, just so you know. But here's the headline. Pope Francis calls on social media platforms to censor more misinformation. Here's a little bit of the article. In a virtual meeting during the weekend, Pope Francis called on tech companies to be more responsible about the spread of misinformation. The Pope made the remarks during the World Meeting of Popular Movements, which, according to Reuters, is a grouping of grassroots organizations and social movements which bring attention to an inequality in labor, land ownership, health care, and other social issues in the developing world. The Pope noted 
that the, quote, pandemic had laid bare the social inequalities that afflict our peoples, unquote. He added that, quote, technology can be a tool for good, and truly it is a tool for good, which permits dialogue such as this one and many other things, but it can never replace contact between us. It can never substitute for a community in which we can be rooted and which ensures that our life may become fruitful, unquote. In his speech, the Pope signaled out tech platforms for aiding the spread of misinformation. He said, quote, In the name of God, I ask the technology giants to stop exploiting human weakness, people's vulnerability, for the sake of profits without caring about the spread of hate speech, grooming, fake news, conspiracy theories, and political manipulation, unquote goes on to say, quote, in the name of God, I ask the telecommunications giants to ease access to educational material and connectivity for teachers via the internet so the poor children can be educated even under quarantine. In the name of God, I ask the media to stop the logic of post-truth, disinformation, defamation, slander, and the unhealthy attraction to dirt and scandal and to contribute to human frailty and empathy with those who are most deeply damaged, unquote. Now, again, I don't have another source, like a more direct source for this. I wasn't able to find it this morning. If I do find it, I'll certainly post it later. However, um, here's my concern. I would say most of what he says I think is fine. Uh, and I, I would agree with. We want greater access of good information for, for the world for communities to have great dialogue or for children to be able to be educated in cases where they're not able to go to school or, or what have you. Of course, I, I would see no issues with that. But I think it's a slippery slope uh, to begin to ask tech giants to censor in a greater scale. We saw this story, actually, what was it, week before last with the Facebook whistleblower, you know, the, the air quotes, the, the Facebook whistleblower, who came out and said, you know, Facebook is, is not uh, censoring enough. And that was her, her call, was for more censorship, not less. In fact, we're going to be having a conversation next week, I think it's Tuesday, with Jack Posovic about psyops in the news, misinformation, post-truth, as Pope Francis would call it, and, um, and we'll have a conversation about that with him on Tuesday. But I would argue, okay, who gets to decide that censorship? Who gets to decide whether or not a conversation about uh, dialoguing about any important topic is, in fact, censoring uh, fake news or not, or conspiracy theories or not? I mean, your opinion could vary greatly from mine, Oh, does yours get to be used and mine doesn't? I just got kicked off of Reddit uh, because I was breaking one of their community guidelines there, uh, admittedly. I was posting links to our content on Reddit feeds pertinent to, uh, to our, content, our content. So I wasn't just dumping into a strange group, but people actually looking at content like ours. And they kicked me off, and they said I, was, I lacked charity. I never, had, I never expressed any opinions other than the content that I post at all. Well, that's a form of censorship. Obviously, I'm not allowed to have dialogue there now because I've been kicked off. We've received many strikes on, on YouTube for conversating about the most important topics of our day, and now we're not allowed to have those conversations anymore. 
We had a conversation, was it yesterday or day before yesterday, with Steve Cunningham from, from Census Fidelium, how he got deleted, and praise be to God, he's back. I, we, we give God praise for that. But he's at risk of being deleted permanently all the time, so he has to back up his channel on 10 other platforms uh, where the audience isn't. So I would say, Your Holiness, Pope Francis, it, I think it's a dangerous thing to call for censorship. I, especially in the name of God, because there's going to be so many voices that are going to be cut out because they simply do not agree with the politics of the day. They don't agree with the government overreaches of the day. The draconian measures that are being implemented worldwide, you call it conspiracy theory, we call it life on the ground, boots on the ground. And we're all trying to have a fair conversation about these situations. And dialogue should be an opportunity we get to have on these public platforms that are protected against lawsuits and get to do whatever, which is why Donald Trump is promo- is launching his truth social. Will it be any good? I have no idea. I have no idea. Either way, it's hard to get around the cooperation between the tech giants. All of the major platforms cooperate. That became evident when Mark Zuckerberg testified on Capitol Hill, and it was obvious that they were co- coordinating behind the scenes on, on security signals, on censorship signals, and others. And it becomes even clearer that the cyber uh, security firms and the uh, telecommunications firms that provide the gateways to the Internet, allowing these platforms to have access to the world, are all working and coordinated together. So to call for greater censorship, I think, is very dangerous at best. I wish there was a, a better source for me to, to go to because, again, a lot of these sources are just clearly anti-Catholic and they're biased, and I don't love sharing those sources at all. Let's switch to another story. LifeSite News reports Biden promotes transgender Rachel Levine to four-star admiral in Health Services Corps. Health Service Corps, forgive me. A little bit of the article. The Biden administration announced another promotion this week for transgender assistant health and human services secretary uh, quote, uh, Richard, quote, Rachel, unquote, Levine, who was sworn in Tuesday as a four-star admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps, for which some in the press are describing him as the first female, <laughs> uh, air quotes, first female to reach the position despite being biologically male. Biden appointed Levine to the HHS in March after his stint as Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Uh, eliciting headlines touting the, quote, first openly transgender, unquote, appointee to such a post. NPR reported that the Biden administration, apparently hoping to draw similar praise, promoted Levine to admiral in the PHSCC. How many of you heard that? I'm just curious. How many of you have ever heard of the U.S. Public Health Services Commissioned Corps? (laughs) Show of hands. Um, Levine's official government biography lists no prior military service. Um, quote, I think this is symbolic of Biden administration's commitment not for transgender youth and other transgender individuals, that there are no glass ceilings and no limitation what we can achieve, Levine said. I think I said that wrong. Let me let me reread that correctly. I think this is symbolic of Biden administration's commitment and for trans see I read it wrong, and for transgender youth and other transgendered individuals, that there are no glass ceilings and no limitations on what we can achieve, Levine said. A review of Levine's record identifies several areas of concern for his medical credentials, however. Conservative critics have argued that 
as so-called, quote, trans woman, unquote, who endorses and promotes the notion that individuals can change their gender identity at will, Levine lacks the medical competence and or objectivity to be entrusted with hot-button transgendered issues. He has been an outspoken proponent of, quote, gender affirmation, unquote, and, quote, sex reassignment, unquote, treatments for minors. In a 2017 lecture, he endorsed puberty blockers for gender-confused children throughout puberty, followed by sex change surgery with, at 18. While transgender surgery usually is performed only on adults, Levine said, quote, there are exceptions, unquote. During Levine's confirmation hearings earlier this year, Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky slammed him for refusing to say, quote, absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breasts or to amputate their genitalia, unquote. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a young person who's given to the pressures of peer groups, the pressures of, of social media, the pressures at home, the pressures at society at large, uh, immature. I mean, men don't even mature until they're what, 47? I don't even know, but it ain't 18. And, uh, and they're going to make these life-altering decisions. We interviewed a guy. Uh, what was his name again, Adrian? We interviewed a gentleman a couple, about a month or so ago, who went through this surgery only to regret it later in life and have to live with that for the rest of his life. No, yeah, I can't remember exactly his name at the moment, but I can definitely look it up and get back to you in just a second. Um, he, he, don't you wish you could go back in time to your younger self and like smack yourself and say, don't do stupid stuff. <laughs> You're going to regret it later. I know I do. I know I do. I've made so many tragic decisions in my life, like abortion, for instance. I wish I could smack myself silly and prevent myself from ever having committed such a grave mortal sin, let alone all the other sins that I've committed in my life. This is a horrific thing to think that we have a, a government that is endorsing and encouraging, fanning the flame of this type of thing. Let us pray for the conversion of all sinners everywhere to include uh, Richard Levine, to include all those that would be influenced by his promotion, I guess. So much to pray and fast for for the conversion of souls everywhere. We'll be right back. Mike from Restoring Faith is coming up next along with breaking news. We'll be right back. 1 John 2.27 reads, You have no need that anyone should teach you, as his anointing, the Holy Spirit that is, teaches you about everything. Sounds pretty Protestant, doesn't it? No living teaching authority and just me and the Holy Spirit? Was John Protestant? Absolutely not. And here are some reasons why. First, John can't be rejecting a living teaching authority because in 1 John 4, 6, he instructs his readers that the apostles' teaching is the criterion for discerning truth from error. So what does John mean? He's warning his readers against false teachers. In 1 John 2, 19, he writes, Some went out from us, but they were not of us. If false teachers, well, then there must be true teachers. Sure, the Spirit teaches Christians the truth, but he does so through the living teaching authority, not apart from it. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network 
And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects homebuyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It's good to be on with you. And here are your headline news. The Blaze reports legally armed bystander shuts down Pennsylvania mall shooting after several people are struck by bullets. A media release from the Lancaster Bureau of Police detailed the harrowing moments before the unnamed bystander stepped in. According to the report, an unnamed 16-year-old male started shooting after engaging in a fight with another person. The teen, according to WGAL-TV, pulled out a gun and fired multiple shots. At that point, the report noted, multiple people became involved in a struggle for the gun. The legally armed bystander intervened and was able to hit the teen suspect, sending him to the ground. The struggle ended and the bystander waited at the scene until officers from the Lancaster City Police and Park City Security arrived and took control of the scene. The bystander was interviewed and released. Three males and one female, included the teenage suspect, were treated for non-life-threatening gunshot wounds sustained in the attack. LifeSite reports In-N-Out Burger won't ask customers for jab status. We refuse to become vaccination police, they say. Bucking San Francisco's very strict citywide COVID vaccine mandate requiring proof of full vaccination to access many indoor public scenes, the uh, San Francisco In-N-Out location refused to require its patrons to show proof they had received their full round of experimental COVID-19 injections to dine indoors. Quote, we we fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. Unquote, In-N-Out Burger's chief legal and business officer, Arnie Wensinger, said in a statement to Fox News, calling out the city for asking restaurants like In-N-Out to segregate customers based on their vaccination status. Quote, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. Unquote, Wensinger said. He goes on to say, quote, this is clear governmental overreach and is intrusive, improper and offensive, unquote. The move came after the city's Department of Public Health issued multiple warnings to the restaurant to impel its managers uh, to enforce the city's authoritarian vaccine passport scheme. Fox News reported the following is temporary shutdown and the Fisherman's Wharf in and out uh, location has reopened for business, just not for indoor dining. Breitbart reports people are hoarding. Food shortages spike as supply chain crumbles. Food shortages were reported to be spiking across the country Tuesday as President Joe Biden struggles to resolve the supply chain crisis crippling the nation. CEO and founder of Saffron Road, a producer of frozen and shelf-stable meals, Adan Durrani spoke as evidence shows food costs have dramatically risen since 2020 with meats, poultry, fish and eggs increasingly uh, by 10.5 percent. Quote, what I think you'll see over the next six months, all prices will go much higher, unquote. The increasing food costs have impacted the ability of suppliers to meet the demands of retailers. Durrani warned he is, quote, keeping about four months supply on hand instead of the typical one or two months, unquote. 
On Tuesday, 100 vessels were waiting off the Los Angeles coast to unload their freight. The ships may have been may have to wait up for two weeks to get unloaded at this point. Breitbart reports there's a report out that coronavirus contributed to a significant spike in child sexual exploitation. According to the We Protect Global Alliance Global Threat Assessment 2021 report, pandemic lockdowns and social distancing produced a dramatic increase in Internet use by children, which in turn led to a surge of online exploitation. To depict the scale of the problem, the report noted that the 10 most harmful child abuse sites, sexual abuse sites on the dark web, have over 3 million users between them. One site taken down by Europol in May had over 400,000 registered users. The number of reports pouring into cyber abuse hotlines doubled last year, an increase We Protect Global Alliance called unprecedented. There was also a disturbing 77% surge in what the report described as, quote, child self-generated sexual material, unquote, meaning children posting nude and partially nude images of themselves, possibly with coaching or coercion from predatory adults. And those are your headline news. Praise be to God in all things. Adrian, you're saying uh, Mike from Restoring Faith is not, uh, not no, on? No, he's not on with us yet. But I did find out who the uh, who our guest was about the gender ideology and transgenderism. That who was that? Walt Heyer. We talked to him oh, that's right, Walt back Heyer. in September 17th. And so you can go back and check out that interview. Great, great conversation. A really sad conversation about someone who regretted their uh, their sex change operation like they even had the operation and everything and he really blew up the uh, the myths surrounding that whole topic especially the fact that uh, so many people who experience uh, transgender regret are silenced all over the media they are not allowed to have their voices heard they are rejected uh, so that that's very very it was a very important interview and i think uh, he, my uh, the that you should just definitely go and check it out. You can find it on our podcast feed. Go to our website, grnonline forward slash cdt, or I believe you can probably find it on YouTube as well. I don't think that video was taken down, but who yeah. knows? Maybe next week. Um, Walt Heyer. Yeah, pretty powerful testimony of a guy who made a very uh, critical decision at too young of an age and had to live with that decision for the rest of his life. Now, by the grace of God, he... Uh, he is able to share his testimony, and hopefully that is impacting many, many lives. But Adrian, you're a young guy. Um, you're not quite you're not quite mature yet. You haven't reached forty seven. So uh, any uh, any decisions in your life that you already regret? I'm just curious. You can confess to me. It's just it's fine. Well, totally legitimate. I I won't say uh, having to uh, see Joe every morning. I won't say that. You, that's definitely. Uh, we'll we'll not say that. In spite of that. In spite. In of spite that. of that. In spite of that. In spite so of that, that was that was not one of my bad decisions. I'm, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> there you go. No, but no, no, no. I've been very blessed. I've uh, there's very few things that I that I regret. I mean, obviously, I I ultimately regret any mortal sin I've ever committed. Right. That's well, uh, that's ultimate. But, you know, because I had this conversation with someone, they said, would you change anything about your life in the past? And uh, they, and my, a lot of people say, no, I wouldn't change anything about my life because if all the mistakes I made made me who I am today. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I would, I would, if I could never have sinned, I would rather have never sinned than have, uh, than have lost my baptismal innocence. Yeah. I think that would be better. But ultimately, yeah, that, I think that's the, really the attitude we have there. But the transgender thing, these things, like I always, I'm hammer this point all the time. I think this is constantly, it's a tip of the spear of the revolution because it's really, 
what it is is it's the embodiment of the egalitarian and Gnostic revolution. Why do I, what is that? Uh, Michael Knowles actually talks about this quite a bit. It's actually kind of funny because I'm like, wow, I mean, surprised that somebody in, that's a, a more popular uh, media is actually talking about the Gnostic revolution. And what it is essentially, because people think Gnostic you know, means Gnosis, means knowledge, secret knowledge. But one of the things about the Gnostics is that they had a, they denied the hylomorphic nature of man. What is the hylomorphic nature of man? That means man is body, soul, composite. We're both body and soul. You can't separate the two without destroying the person. And so the Gnostics might say something like, oh, we're only our mind or, oh, we're only our body. And that's what the transgender movement it comes down to. But it's also egalitarianism. What is egalitarianism? It's equality and that everybody is equal. Men are equal to women. Women are equal to men. And not just in dignity, because, yes, we would affirm that men and women are equal in dignity. But we would deny entirely that we're 100 percent equal. Even men among other men are not equal. We have some people who have long arms. Some people have short stubby arms. Right, Joe? What, wait, what? I, I got the T-Rex package, okay? The T-Rex package. But the good news is, in the resurrection, I get to be taller and have longer arms. Allegedly, allegedly. And, and a full head of hair, uh, praise we'll, be to God. We'll see, we'll see. That would yeah. be your, your yeah. battle scars is the, is the, bald, the balding. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, so that's really the problem with the transgender movement because it has egalitarianism like right up front by saying a man can become a woman because there's no difference between men and women. And then it also is Gnostic because it says I can become a woman just by changing the physical aspects yeah. of me. And so it yeah. denies the soul. It denies the mind. It denies uh, the differences between the sexes that are beyond just physical appearance. And then, of course, obviously, the transgender men don't even look like women to begin with. So, I mean, they're just characters of men. We're, they're, we're fanning the, the flame of, of confusion and perversities. And it's, it's, it's ultimately, you know, I got, I got accused of being, uh, having no charity on Reddit. But this is charity, Charity is, is preventing someone. If you knew someone was going to drive a car over a ledge and plummet to their death a thousand feet below, and you had an opportunity to stop them first or to, to try to talk them out of it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you do that? Of course you would. Absolutely. It would be ch not, it would be lack charity to just watch them drive it over the cliff. Kind of like those passengers on that uh, train, that subway train in Philadelphia that just watched a woman be sexually assaulted by a man for eight long minutes and never even picking up the phone to call police, let alone intervening, that lacks charity, right? So uh, when we have the conversation about charity, what is charitable, what is not charitable, to try to help people avoid death, an eternal death, this is charity. Charity, you know, clarity is charity. Trying to help people by saying, hey, listen, this lifestyle is destructive. It leads the way in depression, this lifestyle. It leads the way in suicides, this lifestyle. Not to mention the harm, as Senator Rand Paul points out from Kentucky in his conversation with Richard Levine. Uh, you're going to ask children to mutilate their bodies? This makes no sense. This lacks charity. So it is a very confusing time. Uh, if uh, Mike comes on, we're going to talk about that. But if not... I'm going to read to you a little bit about the Biden administration, the White House's proposal to incorporate things into the financial structures that may not be so cool, may not be so good. All that's coming up next, right after this very short break. Catholic Drive Time is coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Tell a friend. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. 
many times have you heard it said that the church has been weak and ineffective? Well, G.K. Chesterton says the church has been so powerful and effective that it colored even the things it had not hoped to influence and changed its enemies as well as its friends. It affects everything it touches. It inspires a life-changing love from its friends and a self-destructive hatred from its enemies. Its enemies will do everything to destroy it, and they end up destroying everything, except the church. The Catholic Church, says Chesterton, has endured for 2,000 years, and the world within the church has been more lucid, more level-headed, more reasonable in its hopes, more healthy in its instincts, more humorous and cheerful in the face of fate and death than all the world outside. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Uh, did you guys see the report that came out Friday afternoon from the White House about their uh, their climate finance report? Yeah, it came out at a perfect timing, right? Friday's afternoons. Who's, who's paying attention to that? No one. No one. Here's a section. This is page nine of a 40-page document um, on climate risk accountability framework. Now, this is very interesting because essentially they're taking a play right out of the U.N. and they're um, uh, trying to implement the Paris Accord. So they're just basically cutting and pasting a lot of this. But here's a little bit of this page number nine of the 40-page report, which I can link to this. It's a PDF. You can get it on whitehouse.gov, by the way. But uh, we can link to it on our social feed. Today, the United States is at a crossroads. The current set of tools for evaluating financial and economic risk have allowed the U.S. economy to grow and thrive, enabling breathtaking technological advancements and improvements in quality of life. I'm sharing the desktop, by the way, Adrian. Goes on to say, however, rapidly accumulating risks are leading the United States in an unsustainable direction. A new path must be forged in partnership with state, local, Tribal governments, independent regulators, advocacy groups, labor unions, financial institutions, there's the key word there, and companies. What is it? What do you call it when, uh, when you have corporate and government collaborating together? Hmm. An oligarchy? So I think I've heard people even call that fascism. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Hmm. Uh, uh, it goes on to say, other governments around the world have started to take steps in this direction. And the federal government is stepping up to meet the challenge and help lead this effort. The whole of government approach to addressing climate-related financial risks to the United, United States was initiated with uh, the Executive Order 14030, and its implementation is guided by the following climate risk accountability framework principles. Principle number one, mobilizing public and private finance to support the transition to a net zero U.S., uh, net zero U.S. economy. 
by pursuing strategies to unlock the private capital necessary to meet the complementary uh, goals of building the jobs and infrastructure of the 21st century and achieving net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. I wonder, there's no, uh, no, there's no mention here about you know, the difficulties and the scandals involved in producing uh, solar panels. The you know human sex uh, the human uh, slave trade that goes on in the mines the abuse of the human persons in the mines or or in the uh, the manufacture of solar panels there's no no mention of that what about the cost on the environment by um, the wind turbines that are killing birds at high numbers or that simply don't turn when the wind isn't Flowing and in fail when it's winter. I was going to (laughs) say, in the state of Texas, anyway, when we get sub-zero temperatures and everything shuts down and nearly destroys the uh, the electrical grid. I mean, or our entire infrastructure. (laughs) There's no mention of that in that first principle, by the way. None. Uh, Principle number two: protecting climate vulnerable and disadvantaged frontline communities. I, you gotta love the language. They they pull out the thesaurus and they really dive deep to find uh, a, a a string of words that sounds so good. Protecting climate vulnerable and disadvantaged frontline communities by making the investments necessary to ensure these communities are protected from the impacts of climate change. Uh, positioned to receive their fair share of the benefits from clean energy and climate infrastructure and are not harmed by measures to address climate change risks. Goes on to say, protecting, this is the next principle, protecting against financial risk to the federal government and to the, and the communities it serves by ensuring that federal agencies are properly accounting for, disclosing, and mitigating these risks as they pertain to federal assets and programs. So we know the complete focus of corporate and government relationships is going to be on these climate initiatives. Think about that. The next time you go, ask for a mortgage. How are you investing? You know, do you, maybe the next uh, time you ask your financial advisor to invest for you, and maybe they're going to ask, well, hey, there's this ESG score. Maybe you ought to diversify your portfolio into companies that support clean environment. What if you don't want to? What if those companies uh, support other uh, intrinsic evils like abortion, for instance? Yikes, you wouldn't want to invest there, would you? The next principle says, safety, this is now page, I think, 10. Safeguarding the U.S. financial system against climate-related financial risk by holding financial institutions accountable for properly measuring, disclosing, managing, and mitigating climate-related financial risks. Did you get that? Did you Read into the lines there a minute. This is straight off the document published by the White House. You can find it at whitehouse.gov. It says safeguarding the U.S. financial system against climate-related financial risk by holding financial institutions uh, accountable for properly measuring, disclosing, managing, and mitigating climate-related financial risk. So if they have clients, for instance, who have uh, loans, credit lines to run their businesses, and those, in, those uh, customers aren't in line with these principles and how it's laid out in this document – is the, the bank supposed to dime them out to the federal government? Does that, is that what that means? I don't, I don't know. I don't, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it just means they're, they're reporting to the IRS their transactions, as we reported yesterday, uh, because the Democrats are trying to get that passed. goes on to say the next 
principle, demonstrating global leadership by engaging in international efforts underway to address climate-related financial risks, particularly in the face of global supply chains and multinational financial institutions, corporations, and other institutions that can impact U.S. markets. There is a lot in this document, and you, it's 40 pages long. You could read this thing, and most of it will probably just make your mind go numb. It's kind of like reading a, a modern-day encyclical. You know, it's page 275, and you're just like, your mind is lost. Um, there's a lot to that. But here's, I guess, the concern. Uh, I don't have a problem being a good steward of the environment. I really don't. Praise be to God. We should do what we can to care for the environment, but we have to keep things in their proper perspective and in their proper priority. Man does not exist to simply take care of the environment. Our purpose on this life is greater than the container in which we find ourselves. That doesn't mean we go to the other extreme and abuse the environment. Certainly not. Absolutely not. Or animals or, or any part of creation. We are called to be the gardener, to care for God's garden on his behalf. However, I think part of the concern that some people have with ESG scores and this climate risk accountability framework, which is pulled from the UN and the Paris Accords, is that it begins to create a, a structure, a basis for which censorship and control can happen. How, what do I mean? Well, again, um, you go to your bank, you try to get that bank loan because you want to start that business, and the banker is sitting there, and he's reviewing your social media feeds, he's reviewing your investment history, he's reviewing your ESG score, which all the big banks now keep. I mean, let's not forget, Bank of America, voluntarily, they didn't even have to be asked by the federal government, the FBI, DOJ. They simply gave over the transaction records of their clients on January 6th, people who were making transactions in the capital D.C. area, they handed that list over to, to the DOJ. They didn't even, they weren't asked or subpoenaed. They just said, here you go, have at it. I don't know how you feel about that or the January 6th incident on Capitol Hill. But either way, do you really want your bank disclosing your information whenever they feel like it's appropriate to do so, irregardless? I, I don't. I don't believe most Americans believe that or feel that way. I think most of us believe that that information is private to us. Now, what about those that would use or abuse financial systems to launder money or to support terrorism or the cartels, drug uh, running or sex slave trade? Yes, I agree. Uh, we should hunt those people down. We should do everything within the law to find them, identify them, prosecute them and put them in prison. Praise be to God. Or companies that would even go so far as to totally abuse the environment. Yes, I could support that 100%. But again, priorities and proper placement of uh, the climate shouldn't dictate that we have a system that invades the privacy of all of, all of us to the extent that you can't even possibly get a loan if you wanted one or needed one based on your political opinions or your social media feed or the rest. So this document, I, can, I feel, can be very troubling. Um, Susan Weber hanging out with us over on Facebook and, and several of the comments I'm looking at over there. You know, we, we saw this 
in China. They have an app there that their citizens are required to have on their phones to help track them. It keeps a social score. It, it, it dictates who can jump on a subway train, who can stay in a particular hotel, who can go into a particular store or a restaurant or, or what have you. They have that system now in China. It's not conspiracy theory. It exists. It has for a while now. These systems, you have vax mandates and you got this system. I mean, maybe, maybe they aren't out and out the same thing, but the net result is the same, is it not? You have people who are restricted from travel, people who are restricted from going certain places. You have people who are restricted in a financial way now. And these institutions are going to be asked to participate and go along with the program or what? I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this. Um, I personally, for me and my family, have made the decision to, to get rid of the big bank system. Uh, we remortgaged our house the, earlier this year to eliminate one of the big banks because we didn't want to participate with the big bank systems that are going to be participating with systems like the one laid out in this White House government uh, document. Again, you can find it on whitehouse.gov. But um, I personally don't want to participate. I don't know if you do or not. I have one more bank to fire, I'm, and uh, hopefully we'll get that done soon. But I, irregardless of if this becomes a nothing burger in the future or it's something, either way, we've just decided we're going local. We're going to go to the smaller banks and get that local feel back because I'm not liking the direction this is going one way or the other. That's going to do it for the first hour of our show. Praise be to God. Thank you for joining us. If you can join us in the next hour, well, we'd love to have you, of course. It's all upsides and bright sides and fun and interesting news. I've got some Christopher Columbus news in the next hour that's kind of fun and inspiring, plus our game show. So uh, join us if you can. You can hang out with us right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you, God bless you, and we'll see you then, or we'll see you back here 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for another round of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. My Protestant friends say the Catholic Church has added a lot of man-made traditions to the Word of God. Is that true? No, it's not true. Protestants go by the written Word of God alone or sacred scripture alone. Catholics go by the entire Word of God as it is found in sacred scripture and sacred tradition. All of the Word of God was originally passed down as oral tradition. Eventually, some of it was written down. This became sacred scripture or written tradition. However, scripture itself tells us that not all the things that Jesus said and did were written down. That's where sacred tradition comes in. Paul says this about tradition. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by letter. Traditions taught by word of mouth and traditions taught by letter. Sacred scripture and sacred tradition. In 1 Corinthians 11.2, Paul commends them for maintaining the traditions as he has delivered them. 
sacred scripture and sacred tradition. 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. And what you have heard from me before many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is an instance in scripture of Paul commanding the passing on of oral tradition. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God. They received as the word of God that which they heard, not simply that which they read in Scripture. In other words, the Bible clearly supports the Catholic Church's teaching that the word of God is contained in both sacred Scripture and sacred tradition. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects homebuyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It's all good news this hour. Praise be to Jesus. We're going to have a great good news story for you. Kind of interesting story because, you know, uh, I love history. Have I told you that? Have I shared that with you? Maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, 10th grade history student of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I picked out a story, a good news story related to history and Christopher Columbus. So that's coming up here in a moment. Praise be to God. We do all the uh, difficult stories, the trickier stories, the headlines that are breaking and the, the concerning stories in the first hour. Second hour t- tends to be uh, a lot of fun and upbeat. And, of course, we play our game show, Fear and Trembling, which means prizes are at stake and you could win. You have to be our first caller at 15 past the hour. You can call early and sit on hold if you wish, but uh, the, we'll open the phone lines and then uh, we'll take our caller and we'll play our game and you could win. Praise be to God. So that's coming up. And then, of course, we do an after show uh, for the second half of this hour just on the live social feed where you, the the audience, you get to decide what do you want to talk about. Uh, whatever you decide to talk about, you put it in the comments and we conversate with you directly about that. So that's coming up at the second half of this hour on our live video feeds, which you can find linked up at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. By the way, last night I posted a video uh, totally exposing, absolutely exposing the shady tree goings on, uh, the dark and shady tree goings on uh, behind the scenes at Catholic Drive Time. I outed both of you. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Joe. I totally outed you last night. Outed me? What do you, what I, I busted you, mean? you, exposed you completely. You exposed me. On, on YouTube, yeah. On <laughs> oh, YouTube. you, you yeah. did the behind the scenes. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> You catched us. Now, uh, admittedly, Adrian Fonseca, who's here on the once and twos, will probably take the greatest hit. 
Um, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not. I, I highly doubt it took the greatest hit because I was already so low that it's kind of hard to go any further. But I, I appreciate you thinking that you could make people's opinion of me lower. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, good news, you know, bad news. It's well, good I, to be here, it, though. It's probably going to be censored because we, ta- <laughs> we talked about the whistleblower. We did, didn't we? Yeah, I forgot we did. We did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We were in the insider conversation on the whistleblower at Pfizer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good news, bad news about the video. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, what do you want? Good news or bad news? Oh uh, yeah. Um, the good news is it was uploaded. The bad news was that nobody watched it. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh. You stole my punchline. Ooh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Joe, you just got wrecked. That was that was pretty harsh. I was gonna make a joke about you peaking in tenth grade, but like that that was better. <laughs> Yay and amen. I, that's the point I was actually going to make. Was uh, oh you really? Know, oh, we, uh, I read your mind. It was a lot of fun, but uh, I think I think eight people watched her. So I don't know. It, was, it wasn't many. It wasn't many. Either way, I'm going to be sending. It was a fun video to make, nonetheless. It was a little vlog, just showing you the tour of our studio and what happens behind the scenes. Uh, I'm going to be sending that to the CDT Insider email list tonight. So uh, if you're not on our CDT Insider email list, you can join the list by going to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and uh, click the link. You can get signed up. We give you a talk by Father Bill Casey immediately in your inbox. It's a 30-minute talk on the state of the union, the state of the church where we're going, what we need to do about that, and it's a powerful talk by Father Bill Casey. So just as a thank you for joining the list, you're going to get that in your inbox right away. So make sure to join the CDT Insider list, and I'll send you the video of uh, the behind the scenes of what happens here at the Catholic Drive Time. It was a lot of fun to make, and hopefully a few of you will watch it nonetheless. In spite of it all, right, Adrian? In spite of it all, it's still good to be here, and in spite of how horrible a Joe's video is, uh, it's still good to watch it. In spite of it all. Praise be to God. All right, we're going to pray for the conversion of sinners around the world, for a restoration of fidelity and faith at Holy Mother Church, for those that serve Holy Mother Church, and for your needs, dear listener, whatever's on your heart, whatever your challenges are, for the repose of the souls of all those who face eternity today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now some history-related good news. Psy News reports Milanese friar who knew about North America 150 years before Christopher Columbus's uh, voyage is uh, out as a new report. The Chronica Universalis, written in Latin by the Milanese friar Galvanius Flama, uh, in the t- he lived between 1283 and 1345, contains an astonishing reference to a land named Marcalada, situated west from Greenland. This land is recognizable as Mark land mentioned by some Icelandic sources and identified as some part of the Atlantic coast off of North America. Galvanius Flama's reference, probably derived by oral sources heard in Genoa, is the first mention of the American continent in the Mediterranean region and gives evidence of the circulation 
out of the Nordic area and 150 years before Christopher Columbus of narratives about the lands beyond Greenland, according to a paper published in the Journal of the Society for the History of Discoveries. Quote, we are in the presence of the first reference to the American continent, albeit in an embryonic form, in the Mediterranean area, said Professor Paolo Chisa, a researcher in the Department of Literary Studies, Philology, and Linguistics at the University of Milan. Galvanius Flama was a Dominican friar. You're going to love this, Adrian. A Dominican friar who lived in Milan and was connected to a family which held at the lordship of the city. Quote, he wrote several literary works in Latin, mainly on historical subjects. His testimony is valuable for information on Milanese contemporary facts about which he has firsthand knowledge, unquote, according to the professor. First discovered in 2013, the Chronica Universalis is thought to be one of Galvanius's later works. Approximate date is between 1339 and 1345 and was left unfinished and unperfected. It aims to detail the history of the whole world from the creation to when it was published. Galvanius's narrative brings unprecedented evidence to the speculation that the news about the American continent derived from Nordic sources circulated in Italy again one and a half centuries before Columbus. And that is your good news today. Praise be to God. The saint of the day is Saint Hilarion. I know, so funny. He was born in Syria in 291 to pagan parents. After his conversion, he shunned the pleasures of his day and he spent his time attending church. After hearing of St. Anthony Hilarion at the age of 15, what were you doing when you were 15? He went to live with St. Anthony of the desert for two months. Hilarion returned home along with some monks to his parents who had died in the meantime. He gave his inheritance to his brothers and the poor and he left to live in the wilderness. It was his practice to never abide long in the same place. With him, he took only a shirt of coarse linen, a cloak of skins given to him by St. Anthony, and a coarse blanket. Hilarion lived a life of hardship and simplicity in the desert, where he also experienced spiritual dryness that included temptations to despair. He was beset by carnal thoughts, and he fasted even more. He was so wasted that his bones scarcely held together. He was once visited by robbers, but they left him alone when they learned that he did not fear death. And he had nothing worth stealing anyway. After he had lived in the wilderness for 22 years, he became quite famous in Syria. And fleeing from the crowds, he withdrew to Sicily and later to Dalmatia and finally to Cyprus. He died in Cyprus in 371 and his life was written by St. Jerome. St. Hilarion Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, 
a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, last hour I was talking about this passage and how it has a very personal meaning to me and my family. We have experienced this division I, as the only Catholic in my family. Uh, it has been a very difficult road for us to choose to live according to the teaching of Holy Mother Church, to live our lives as though it's true and it matters, and, uh, and how that has caused great divisions within our family. It is painful, it is personal, but it is a choice that I would make every single day without regret. Because choosing truth means choosing Christ himself, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And where else shall we go but to truth itself, as St. Peter would say. St. Cyril of Alexandria talks about the fire, which I loved at the last, I, that, that Haydock commentary was amazing. Uh, Cyril of Alexandria says this, Now is the way of Holy Scripture to use sometimes the term fire of holy and divine words. For as they who know how to purify gold and silver destroy the dross by fire, so the Savior, by the teaching of the gospel, in the power of the, of the Spirit, cleanses the minds of those who believe in Him. This then, is that wholesome and useful fire by which the inhabitants of earth in a manner cold and dead through sin revive to life of piety. Choose the fire, I say. St. Cyril of Alexandria, pray for us. What did you find, Adrian? Uh, this is one of my favorite passages, and you'll find out really quickly why. This is a famous passage for the Dominican friars. The Dominican friars, because what happens, Blessed Jane, the mother of St. Dominic, he, she had a vision of St. Dominic uh, in her womb whenever she was pregnant with, uh, with Holy Father Dominic, bursting from her, their womb, and her womb with, as a dog with a torch in his mouth and running around the forest, lighting the world on fire. And whenever she brought this to her confessor, the, her confessor said, this is a sign that your son will light the world on fire with the blaze of Christ. Now, St. I'm oh, sorry, I keep saying Saint Cornelius Alapide says that the the fire here is twofold. So what happens? What is fire? Fire will burn you, but it will also light your way. So you think about in the desert in Egypt, the fire, the pillar of fire lit the way for the Israelites. But then you also think the fire from heaven that comes down and destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. So what is the mission of Dominican friars? What is the mission of you and I? What is the mission of Christ? He said, I came not to bring peace, but the sword. Is it not true that Christ came to bring peace though? Is it not true that he is called the Prince of Peace? So how is it to be said that he is the Prince of Peace? And yet he says, I am uh, I'm not here to bring peace, but the sword. What explained here by the analogy of the fire. Conoris Lapide says, in the same way, our Lord's teaching, our Lord's actions, his sending of the Holy Ghost, that same fire will consume you if you are wicked. It will destroy you if you are wicked. But for those who are lost and they're seeking the truth, the fire will be a light, a light to salvation. And so because of that, we must recognize our Lord as the fire, or the fire who came to bring peace to those who seek peace, but to those who hate what is good, those who hate God, those who reject our Lord, that fire will be an all-consuming fire and those same fires from hell. So we must recognize that, yes, it is true. Like a sword, a sword can be a tool to destroy, but can also be a tool to defend. And this is the, set, the mindset of the Dominican friars. And that's why the Dominicans, they often depict them as dogs, hunting down raving wolves, 
coming to destroy the faithful and they're pinning down the heresies. And so this is what we should be taking away from this passage. And I highly recommend meditate on this and uh, think about how great Dominican friars are today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Galvanius and his record 150 years before Christopher Columbus. I love that. That's super awesome. Praise be to God. All right, we're going to go and play our game show next. So what we need is a caller on the line. You, my dear listener, could win some prizes today. If you've never played our game, let me encourage you. It's easy. It's fun. Nothing to worry about or fear. You don't need to know the answers to win. It's going to be a good time. But you do need to call at uh, 877-757-9424. The phone lines are open, waiting for your call now at 877-757-9424. If it's been a while since you played, call back. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. But I can't tell you about that until we get a caller on the line. So your opportunity to play our game and possibly win some prizes is right now. The phone lines are open at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424-877. 
877-757-9424. Call now, 877-757-9424. But here is the deal. Here's how the game works. I have three Catholic trivia questions, and uh, they are official questions. And i got to say, there's only one here that I think is is even remotely tricky. The other two, super straightforward, super easy. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, but the kick is, I do not ask the caller the questions. Or the caller may not know a single correct answer and still win our game. And the reason is because I don't ask them. I'll ask Janice. I'll ask Adrian. One of them will be right. The other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of Divine Providence to win this week's prize. And uh, the prize this week is generously sponsored by uh, uh, Ardent Draws by Rosalie. Praise be to God. Their website is ardentbyrosalie.com. They are a watercolor artist, and they have a you have this beautiful image of uh, JP2 and watercolor that they're giving us to give away this week. We're so excited to be able to say tomorrow is the day when we pull a name out of the coffee cup. So we have three more chances to put your name into that cup right now. And uh, someone's going to win. Praise be to God. Thank you to Ardent Draws. You can find them on Instagram at ardent.draws or on their website, ardentbyrosalie.com for generously giving this beautiful image to give away tomorrow. Now, here is the uh, the secret and hidden agenda. And I'll only tell you on one condition. You can't tell anybody I said this, okay? And if you do, I will deny it. I will deny that I ever said this. So you got to keep this just between you and me, Okay. But number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions, and you might learn something you didn't know before. That's always a good thing. Praise be to God. And then number two, we like to uh, have a little fun. And our callers, they tend to be a very good time, and we enjoy that part as well. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this kind of a winner for everybody involved, right? You might win some cool stuff. So that's the deal. That's the game and the prize. Praise be to God again. Thank you to uh, to our sponsor, Ardent Draws. Ardent Draws. You can find them on Instagram. Let's go to the phones. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Amy. Thanks for being a part of our game show today. Good morning. Good morning, Amy. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Kerrville, Texas. Kerrville, Texas. That's a beautiful part of the planet Earth right there, Kerrville. Yes, it is. Uh, praise be to God. You're listening over there in the uh, in the south and central Texas region of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Sean Rice, big uh, shout out to our GM there. Now, where do you go to church, Amy? Uh, we go to Notre Dame Catholic Church. Hey, praise be to God. That's awesome. Where are you off to today? You're in the car? Are you off to work or school? Or where are you going? Both. I'm uh, dropping off our daughter to uh, Notre Dame School and then on my way to work. How wonderful. Well, praise be to God. We hope you're going to have a great day. Now, are you familiar with the game? Do you know how the game is played? Yeah. So, you know then. Okay. I don't have to tell yeah. you, but you know. Janice, Adrian, they're very tricky characters. Do you have an opinion on who's more yes, tricky? Yes, they are. I think Denise is more tricky. Oh, it's yeah, it's the I quiet agree. ones. It's the quiet ones you got to watch out for, right? I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> mhm. All right, are you ready to play Amy? Let's get this going. Yes. We're going to go with Janice first as is our custom. Janice, are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Mhm. Are you sure? Uh, I hope so. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Janice, can you tell me <laughs> How was St. John the Baptist martyred? St. John the Baptist was martyred by through murder. He, he was just murdered? 
Yes. You don't remember how? Uh, so he was murdered by his head being cut off. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> that sounds uh, less than optimal, I would say. <laughs> less than optimal. Um, all right, let's see what Adrian says. Adrian, can you tell me, how was St. John the Baptist martyred? Yeah, St. John the Baptist, he was the one that was crucified in a X formation. Was he? Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, didn't I see that in Conan the Barbarian? I don't know. I've never mm. seen Conan the Barbarian, mm. so I could not confirm nor deny that. Okay, so X X marks the spot for St. John uh, the Baptist. Yep. Okay. Big okay. X. Big X. All right, uh, Amy, here's the deal. Adrian seems to think St. John the Baptist was crucified on an X cross, whereas Janice seems to think that he uh, lost his head. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Amy, what say you? Well, my son, Andrew, his patron saint was crucified in an X, and I'm pretty sure John the Baptist had his head chopped off, so I'm going with Denise. (laughs) Survey says... Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I was getting very nervous there for a second, Amy. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Adrian, which is never a good decision, by the way. Uh, I would disagree. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> You're in the cup. Praise be to God, uh, Amy and Andrew. Well done. Well done. You could possibly win the prize, but I think we can double your chances with this next question. I want to say it's pretty straightforward. Let's see what happens here. Let's go to uh, Adrian this time. Adrian, can you tell me? What does the the acronym BVM stand for? BVM that would be the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, seems reasonable anyway. Let's see what Janice says. Janice, can you tell me what does the acronym BVM stand for? That would stand for the Blessed Virgin Martyrs. Really? Yes. Hmm. The Blessed, Blessed Virgin, Virgin Martyrs. Virgin Martyrs. Mm. Wow. It's like in, in reference in Revelation with wearing the white <laughs> under the altar up there. And, wow. Covered in the lamb's blood. Okay. 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 Hmm. Let's see here. Amy, here's the deal. Janice seems to think BVM stands for Blessed Virgin Martyrs. Whereas Adrian seems to think it stands for Blessed Virgin Mary. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Amy and Andrew, what say you? I'm going with Adrian this time. What? Could you say that one more time? Adrian. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't, I couldn't, quite, couldn't quite hear that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry you had to admit that publicly, Amy. <laughs> Uh, she gets but, two. <laughs> but in fact, you are right. And so is he, I guess. Uh, it is the Blessed Virgin Mary. That was awfully tricky, Janice. You were trying to be very <laughs> slick there. Hmm. Uh, low curveball to the right side there. But you did not swing. Congratulations, Amy. You guys are in for two. Praise be to God. But I'm going to warn Woo-hoo! you. I'm going to warn you this next question. It could be tricky. It could be. It's possible. It's possible you've never heard of this term before. So let's just listen very carefully to what goes on. You guys ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm Amy I and will. Andrew, not you two. Good grief. Ready. Okay, here we go. Janice, we start back with you this time. Mm-hmm. What is the term Mm-mm. for a candidate for membership in a religious community? What do we call that person? So when you're a new candidate in, uh, in a religious community, you're known as a novice. A novice. Because you're new to the community, so you're mm. entering... 
You're okay. becoming a member of the religious community as okay. a novice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay, let's see what uh, Adrian says. Adrian, now I want to say you were one of these at one point. I was. Okay, so you should know this then. I should. What is the term... But do I? (laughs) (laughs) What is the term for a candidate for membership in a religious community? What do we call that? Uh, Yes, that would be a postulant. A postulant is a candidate for membership in a religious community. This is a tough one, Amy and Andrew. But uh, here's the deal. Adrian seems to think it's a postulant, whereas Janice seems to think it's a novice. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Amy and Andrew, what say you? Well, I really should know this, but I'm going to go with Janice and say novice. I think that's the first step. Are you sure? Oh! Oh, you did it! Wow, Adrian! Did your finger slip or something? You, you know, give me like a second or two. That's what happens when you don't when you uh, don't go with Adrian. I should have Adrian. You should have. No, but you would have you fed, you fed his ego, so it's good. No, Joe, you, you Joe would have led you him astray. a little bit. No, but the word novice comes from the word new. That's why uh, Paul right. VI referred to the new mass, the Novus Ordo Mise. And uh, right. the the word novice, you're a novice because you're new to the community. A postulant is ah. someone who is now who is a, a candidate for membership in the community. So you're not yeah. yet a yeah. member okay. of the community. Yeah. So now, what, should we get a T-shirt okay. that says I should have stuck with Adrian? Yes. Maybe we get another T-shirt for our, our catalog. <laughs> yes, I like that idea. Well, I think I think the question was tricky because it uh, was saying uh, the term for a candidate, not f- the term for a new member. Um, it is de- so well, it was, it was definitely tricky. tricky. It was. I knew that was going to be tricky, and well, we learned something, right, Amy and Andrew? You learned something new that, you did not know today. That is always good to, know, to learn something new. Praise be to God. Well, I hope Andrew, you have a great day at school. You can show off your newfound knowledge of postulants and the Blessed Virgin Mary and and John the Baptist losing his head, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Amy, have a great day at work. Uh, we're going to put you on hold so we get your number, but thank you for playing our game. We enjoyed having you on. All right. Thank you, guys. I always enjoy your show. Praise be to God. God bless you. All right. That is going to do it for the radio side of our show. We have survived it, you and I, and we're grateful to you. If you want to hang out with us and conversate about whatever's on your mind, well, you can do that on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT or on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And don't forget, I'm sending that email to the CDT insiders tonight to join the list on our website. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. I should have stuck with Adrian. Hmm. Amen, brother. Uh, we got to keep a list. Is somebody tracking all of the great T-shirt ideas we have on this show? Someone needs to, so that way so, we can I mean, uh, make a uh, Catholic <laughs> Drive Time merchandise line. <laughs> we should, that would be so funny. We can get our grift on. Oh, I wonder. I want because you know I've been sending out the CDT mugs to the mug club of the CDT insiders, and uh, maybe once I finish up the box, we get the next round of CDT mugs has a saying on it. That would be fun. 
Maybe we can get the CDT insiders to tell us what saying they would like it to, to have on the next version. And then we, we get a collection going. That'd be kind of fun. So I should have stuck with Adrian as one potential. Uh, in spite of it all, would be another great potential. Uh, I don't know what else. You guys let us know it's in the comments. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's a, a, another potential. Praise be to God. Um, let's see. Uh, by the way, you're welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a lot more casual about the conversation, and you get to drive that conversation to wherever you want to go, uh, simply by commenting. So you can comment on any one of the platforms that we are streaming to right now. We're two places on YouTube, and we're two places on Facebook, and we are on Odyssey. We, we stream on Twitter, but no one ever listens on Twitter, apparently. So there's that. We're also streaming on, where else? Oh, our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And uh, very few people listen there either. I'm looking at trying to count the numbers. And right now we have almost just over 40 people watching across all the platforms. Well, praise be to God. Wrong so wrong. Good, good catch there, Lori. That would be a good one. Wrong so wrong would be a nice early, that's like an early CDT list don't tell anyone this <laughs> yes that would be also a very good one don't ask me about the secret <laughs> that would be funny i love it i love this idea it's wonder, just between you and i it's just between you and i those would be good ones praise be to god home of james avery artisan jewelry in kerrville really i did not know that i did not know that praise be to god so with that said um let me just say good morning to you s franco for hanging out with us praise be to god and uh, Mike, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Praise be to Jesus over on odyssey.com. Of course, uh, our usual suspects, Patty was here, Buddy K9 was here. Uh, let's see, who else over on that side? Mimi, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Good to see you again, Mimi. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Uh, buddy, by the way, uh, it seems that Facebook does not appreciate you very much because they're always blocking your comments. Yeah, I have to keep on hiding your comments. You, you'll comment something, and then uh, I'll get a notification that you're hidden, and I'll go and unhide them. But for some reason, uh, Facebook, at least one comment a day gets hidden from you. Yeah. It's kind of whack. It is whack. Lori, good morning to you. Of course, Christopher Chance, good morning. Gloria, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us. Jesus Robles, Joaquin Hernandez, Monica, good morning to you. Uh, Susan Weber, it's good to see you here again. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. Maureen, good to see you. Glad you're here. Praise be to God. Uh, let's see who else is on here. Don, good morning. G.Y. Smitha? How do I say Where is that? that? This is on Drive Time Facebook. Drive said, Time Blessed Facebook. morning, everyone. I greatly appreciate the CDT show every day. Thank you for all you do to bring Catholic Radio to me and several others. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Praise yeah, be to God. That's going to be a first-time comment, or no? I believe so. I think that's right. I, find a, I could be wrong. Praise be to God. I guess it would be better to uh, err on this end. Hallelujah. Thank you, G.Y. We're very grateful that you're here and uh, commenting. How would you pronounce that? Is that G? G? Uh, G- G-Y? G-Y? Smitha? How would you pronounce G-Y? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, Let's see. Who else is here? Um, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Sonia, good morning to you. Glad to see you here, Simonia. Sonia, rather. Forgive me. On the mug, Don says... And what say you? Yeah, that'd be a good one. I like that. I like that. Praise be to God. Um, Melanie, good morning to you. Good to see you here. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today. What else is going on? Um, 
There was something I wanted to ask. I should uh, I forgot. I should play everybody my uh, my favorite song. Not no. not no. Not Mm-mm. Jesus is a friend of mine. Mm-mm. A different oh, song. Which song? A a better song. A better song. A better song than Jesus is a friend of mine. Um, that's literally every song ever made ever. This is a song that got banned. It got it. It got kicked off of. Uh, oh, I know no, 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 no. It's not. I know it's, what you're gonna do. Okay. It, <laughs> it got kicked off of YouTube. And then we're gonna get kicked off YouTube for playing a song that got kicked off of YouTube. No, no, no. It's not the Joe Biden song. Oh, I see. It's not the Let's Go Brandon it's not song. Let's go. It's Brand- not the Let's Go Brandon song. No, no. That one would be. Ouch. That would get us. That well, it wouldn't get us kicked off, but it would. Uh, yes, it's it not would. appropriate. It's I not bet appropriate. It would. I bet it would. Uh, but. The uh, no, this song was kicked off of YouTube. It was banned from YouTube. Uh, actually, it was taken down from YouTube by the artist because he uh, decided he didn't like the song. And I went back and I downloaded it because I liked it so much. And uh, <laughs> now I'm subjecting y'all to it. Daughter, it's me, your father. I think it's time. It's so good. It's so good. I love this song. I, was, I played it like three times yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the name of the song. It's called Modest is Hottest. And I got to pull up the video somehow and, we, and show y'all. I have it on the other computer, so I, it's a little difficult. But I think I can figure out how to show y'all the screen because it's, uh, it's so funny. Like, it's so good. Um, <clears throat> the, the bad thing about you this, even, though, You don't even have daughters. Yeah, but it's still funny. I don't have to have daughters to think it's hilarious. <laughs> But what the, I like about this, about this song, the funny part that I like about the song is how he he digs on Cardi B and then apologizes for it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my my funniest thing about it is that uh, that whenever he does it, he says uh, he said what guys like is a turtleneck and a sensible pair of slacks. And I'm like, what? How? No. What? No. What? what, what? <laughs> Where's my buzzer? Like, I know. Like, what do you mean skirts, dude? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Dresses. What's what kind going of? On? What kind of a uh, modest yeah, exactly. guy like, is like promoting yeah. women wearing pants? Yeah. Like it's so strange. I was showing my roommates this yesterday and they were like, <laughs> he's like, dude, what are you watch showing me? Yeah. This is a Protestant well, cringe. You are the guy who plays the video Jesus is a friend of mine. This is true. So there's that, right? There's a trend there. This is true. This there's is true. All right. Well, praise be to God. There you go. Uh, let's well, I, see. I think a lot of young women, um, being a woman myself, uh, we actually uh, cringe when we hear like "modest is hottest" just because <laughs> it's actually for us, at least for me, it's like it's it's kind of um, uh, takes away from like the dignity of modesty and it converts it into like a yeah. hypersexualized like oh you have you're going to be hot if you're modest or and I just I kind of I don't know I cringe when I, I hear think, it I think I think my wife would agree with that yeah. with that nuanced <laughs> approach you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know of course we want modesty but not like this yeah it's just cringe yeah. it's more it's, like it's pretty cringe just mo- yeah. modest is beautiful or yeah. you know it's dignified but I don't know yeah. you don't how, have to how, how about this is a catch <laughs> how about this is a catchphrase modest is mandated by God that doesn't sound beautiful though it has to be beautiful it, whatever phrase it, it, it becomes modest because I don't want to go to hell <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, imperfect <laughs> contrition. Maybe that should be on our mug. I don't know. Uh, Immodest is hottest because you'll end up in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Chance has got some good uh, suggestions here on the uh, for the mug here. The next version of the mug says, I watched CDT and all I got was this mug. <laughs> That's great. I like it. Jesus is a friend of mine. Could be another great option for the mug for sure. Praise be to God. Uh, uh, let's see. 
Hmm. Alapidae is my ex exergete. <laughs> that would be funny. Amen, brother. That would be hilarious. Uh, let's. There was some more back here. I got to back up. What say you? That'd be a good one, Don. I like that. I have come to lavish you with love. Uh, Christopher Chance, not, not another one. Do not tell anyone this. I like that. That'd be very good. Wrong, so wrong. There was some more, though. Where am I? Am I, am I missing them? I can't find them. Laura, you said I did. You did what? I'm missing the context. If you could uh, provide us with that information. Uh, T-shirt, Jesus, a friend of mine. Oh, uh, Maureen said, Jesus is a friend of mine. Play this. Okay. Maureen did not I, mean this literally. She said, no, she, she meant this anagogically. No, Come see, on. Ask and you shall receive. Seek she and you shall find. She's not a fundamentalist. Knock and the door shall be opened okay? unto you. She didn't literally for Jesus, mean a friend of mine. play the song. I will play Jesus a friend she of mine. She meant metaphorically play the song in your heart. This is a bio. This is, it's in the Bible. Okay. So um, <laughs> kind of newsflash. Um, so a lot of Catholic women are actually using the hashtag Hashtag worthy of wearing. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before, but uh, it's very popular within the Catholic female circles. Um, a lot of Catholic women are just saying, like, we are worthy of wearing dignified clothing. Uh, so the hashtag is worthy of wearing. You can go- you can find it on Instagram. Uh, I don't know how prevalent prevalent it is on Twitter, but um, there's a whole movement started by this Catholic artist. Um, her name we maybe should have her on our show one day, but. Uh, her name is Nicole M. Corso. She's a Catholic author. She wrote a book called Worthy of Wearing. Mm. And um, a lot of Catholic women are following her lead because, um, you know, whatever state in life you are, whether you're a single woman, married, have children, um, even older woman, um, retired woman, you know, uh, we are all worthy of wearing dignified clothing because yeah. we are daughters of God. And so Amen. that's kind of her premise in her book. And uh, she appeals to a lot of like young millennial Gen Z women. And a lot of people have been using her hashtag. But anyways, worthy of wearing. Check it out. It's a whole movement on Instagram. It's amazing. Wow. Praise be to God. <coughs> well, we'll have to check that out. It sounds interesting. Now, tomorrow, just so you guys know, attorney uh, Peter Breen is supposed to be our guest. Talk about religious exemptions. He's from the St. Thomas More Society. Janice? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, the St. Thomas More Society. Um, we're having an attorney talk about religious exemptions, which was really hard, uh, really hard to get, that, uh, get any guest to talk about religious exemptions. So we're very blessed that we finally got someone who can, who can talk about it from a legal perspective. Yeah, uh, Monica wants you to repeat the the hashtag you mentioned. Worthy of wearing? Yeah, so it's hashtag worthy of wearing. So it's W-O-R-T-H-Y-O-F-W-E-A-R-I-N-G. So right. Praise be to God. Yeah. Leticia, mm-hmm. good morning to you. And Jesus Morano, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Jeff Burrier and the Burrier family, as always, love to see you here. Thank you for hanging out with us. Praise be to God. You guys got any ideas for, we're talking about either. Good Lori. Lori got one. She said, no, hashtag no sin gang. Yeah. Mm, that's amen. a good one. That's, though, that's <laughs> that not actually a one. a one from us. I, to me, and, uh, me totally and Emily stole it, stole it from uh, Twitter. Yeah. It's like a thing. Either way, we can take possession of it. It's fine. Um, we're talking about putting slogans on either a mug, the next version of the CDT mug. Uh, version number one is still in the closet there to give away. So we're, we're autographing them and sending them to CDT insiders every few weeks or so. 
And then uh, maybe version two, uh, CDT mugs, make a collector's edition kind of thing. Um, we might add a phrase, a catchphrase from our show. So we're taking ideas, or I was thinking T-shirts would be kind of cool. But you guys let us know. Do you want something like that? Do you want me to put, put that together or, or just on mugs? You let us know. I love it. Praise be to God. Um, there was another one here. I can't, for, I can't remember. Oh, my, uh, Christopher Chance. The ultimate Marion mug could be my mom kicked Satan's immaterial butt. It's very nuanced, Christopher. Very, very nuanced. Got to get those angels <clears throat> correct. <laughs> T-shirts, Lori says. T-shirts. Um, Good morning, Natalia. Good morning. She's uh, just commented on YouTube. Good morning to you, Mendoza. God love you. That'd be a great mug, too, Maureen. I agree with you. Praise be to God. What is that? What is what? Do you feel the, 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 the table vibrating? No. I did. Good grief. That was crazy. I'm uh, having an earthquake. I was about to say. <laughs> if we had an earthquake in Houston, Texas, it would be a sign problems. of the end of the world. <laughs> uh, we'd have bigger problems. You know, I, uh, speaking of earthquakes, I got woke up by an earthquake once um, when I lived in New Hampshire. And, you know, it was kind of freaky to see everything shaking. Not a lot. It wasn't, like, violent, but everything was rocking and rolling just a little bit. And it was like, wow, uh, good morning. You know, welcome. Hopefully things work out today. Uh, so it is a little freaky. Um, there was something I was going to bring up, and I, I'm, I'm a miss. I can't seem to figure out, remind myself what it was. Uh, Don says, how about this? I am alive, and that counts. Yay and amen. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite catchphrases right there. Have multiple phrases on a mug or a T-shirt. I think you do one at a time. I don't know, uh, Nicola. I'm not sure. Rosary, uh, pray, it, pray it, Don. Pray it, don't say it. Okay, that's Lori's comment there. Praise God. Um, there was something, and I'm just, my mind is shut off now. I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, already past my bedtime. Houston can, cannot have an earthquake because our ground is too soft. That's probably true. It probably just flows like water right yeah, through us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we had an earthquake, it would, like, that's the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, ba- a very bad sign if, if the earth is shaking in Houston, Texas. Joe, are, yeah. are you having an earthquake? <laughs> maybe. maybe. I felt the table. I, I literally felt. You. Maybe it's you. <laughs> no, I felt the vibration um, sustained for probably about four or five seconds mm. in my hand. That's what made me think, like, what was that? You know, what, what, what yeah. caused that? There and, was one time where. Um, I think it was like nine o'clock at night. I was tired. And then all of a sudden I felt like my body was spinning and my head, I felt like literally everything was turning upside down. And I told my husband, I was like, did like, I just, I feel like everything's just like turning upside down. Is that a sign that, um, he's like, that's a sign that you're sleepy. You need to go to sleep. Or did you have vertigo? (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the, no, it literally lasted for like yeah. five seconds. Oh, okay. I've um, had vertigo for years, many what years. What is that? And I've never, I've never felt that, but it was like a five second yeah. experience Yeah, where I felt like everything just like turned yeah, that's, upside you, down. That sounds like vertigo. That's why I asked. Oh, so vertigo, uh, the, well, one form of the vertigo, <laughs> one form of the vertigo is in your inner ear, the little filial hairs. Uh huh. Those, those, that's what tells the brain. Uh, your orientation to the space around you. Mm. So your equilibrium. Yeah. So, but there's calcium deposits that form in the in the back of your eardrum, and then they mm. when they get dislodged and begin to move, they they touch all of those hairs as they move, mm. and when they do that. They trick your brain into thinking you're moving when you're not. Oh, that makes sense. Actually, I was wearing my my Beat Studio headphones when I had that experience. Really interesting. So, uh, listening to music 
um, maybe um, trickled the effect in my ears. I don't know. It made me feel that. I don't know. But <laughs> there's probably some correlation with that. Yeah. So, but it's no fun. The first time I had vertigo, boy, it was so debilitating. I was stuck in bed for like a day. Yeah. Hey, Sue said, it's probably Janice's cell phone on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sci-Fi Mike, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us over there on odyssey.com, by the way. Uh, what is he? He's like joking with you right now. What, what is he saying? So, uh, was he making fun of your oxygen comment at the beginning oh, of the yeah. show? Oxygen, I was dying. I guess he's watching from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you can see it. I mean, it's not my fault that it looks like air. That you just looks like, you, like air. It's just there. What does air look like exactly? Well, can you give me the scientific breakdown of what air looks like? Yeah, it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's a uh, illusory. It is. It's, <laughs> uh, it's quasi immaterial. Uh, quasi immaterial. And which to say it's not immaterial. Right. And it uh, and it looks like uh, what you're seeing. Currently, what, what what are you seeing exactly? Yeah, oxygen. No, I'm seeing it. No, you're not. Right now, where? Right in front of me. No, you're not. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, can, can you see oxygen? Hmm. Only when it's cold out in your breath, you can see your breath. But that's it. That's carbon dioxide. <clears throat> I know. That's not even oxygen. That's why I'm saying it. Even that doesn't even count. Uh, I, I see oxygen tanks. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And there's oxygen that comes out of it. Oh, Sci-Fi Mike said he heard it live in the car. Praise ah, be to God. Let's see. Where are let's you see. from, Sci-Fi Mike? Have you told us already? I forgot if, if you did. I'm sorry. Um, uh, there Chris was says, something. Dude, where is the tabernacle? I, I remember. Might be too risky to give to parishes that have questionable architecture. Maybe the earthquakes will fix those uh, questionable architecture. I'm just saying. Mm, just good saying. luck. So I have a question. Yeah. Would you rather live in a city that has is prone to hurricanes or a city that is prone to tornadoes or a city that is prone to er, uh, uh, wait did I say hurricanes earthquakes and, and tornadoes. tornadoes so which city would you prefer to live in well uh, Houston I, I didn't enjoy uh, <laughs> Hurricane Harvey that uh, flooded the city that was unenjoyable the devil that you know I didn't enjoy Hurricane Ike that devastated the city with wind damage so hurricanes are or no fun. And it's funny because I went into both of those thinking, ah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's not going to be that big of a deal. And both were like huge, ma- massive storms. <clears throat> um, tornadoes, though, are very, very serious. There was, uh, there's been very serious tornadoes, especially like in Alabama. Oh, my heavens. There was a, I think it was, what, 2010, 11, somewhere in there. A massive tornado. It, I think it killed a couple hundred people. I mean, it was really, really bad. So that doesn't excite me at all. Um, I don't know. I lived in New England where we got nor'easters. We get four-foot snowstorms. You're worried about the heat in the, in the, in the wintertime. You do, get, you do, on occasion, get hurricanes up there, too. I'm not leaving Texas, and I'll probably stay in the Houston area. But I, if, I could, if I could have whatever I wanted in this world, besides... Uh, New Zealand. No, although that would be cool. I mean, New Zealand is beautiful, but New Zealand is very, very liberal, unfortunately, in their yeah, government. it's beautiful. It is gorgeously beautiful. I would love to live Montana, Wyoming, someplace like that in the, uh, over in the um, Yellowstone area of, of Wyoming would be just ups- absolutely beautiful. The problem is, though, it's sitting on the largest volcano in North America. In the Northern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, is right there in the Yellowstone Park. I mean, that may not be a bad thing, though, because if it goes off, 
you'd just be like wiped off the map immediately. Exactly what I was gonna say. Exactly. Like, like if you're if you're like a couple miles out, See that's ya. gonna that's gonna be horrible because you'll be suffering. No, Houston would so be. Bad. It would be. It, Houston's gonna be a problem. Houston's outside the blast radius, and and we're actually outside. Not outside of the, the dust. We are actually. No, I remember I don't think so. we uh, look it up. I watched Google the uh, we watched the documentary on it back at Super Volcano documentary. I looked it up after we got back from Yellowstone, and my kids were all freaked out. Though, especially my daughter Mary Liz. She's like. Dad, I cannot believe you took us right there to where that volcano is. That could have, you know, destroyed us. I'm like, no, it'll be but fine. Even the, uh, <laughs> even the, but the whole world will be, uh, will be in the, will have a cloud over it. Like it's that bad. Yes, like the whole exactly, world will be. Exactly. But we're out of like the immediate danger. All the immediate stuff. Well, Houston's outside mm-hmm. of that, outside of that limit. And Susan says something really, really astute. And uh, really she astute. and uh, yeah, I like think, super astute. The most astute, actually, of all the astuteness, Susan said it exactly, exactly. Got it, got and it. Don also had something else to say that's uh, quite almost exactly as astute, really. And these things should also all be on T-shirts and mugs. Uh, <laughs> Susan said, "Adrian is right," and Don said, "Adrian, you are correct." Uh, so these are these are good things, all good things. Praise be to God. According to the U.S. government, usgs.gov forward slash media forward slash images forward slash map known ashfall boundaries, several U.S. eruptions. Did you get oh, all that? Did you get all of that? We're talking. You we're talking, lost me. We're talking science here. People. Hey, Sue said Adrian is correct. According to the USGS website, Science for a Changing World, is their hashtag, um, the map dictating the blast radius of Yellowstone. So when it goes off, and it's just a matter of when, right? Um, You get down into the panhandle of Texas for the uh, ash bed. So the panhandle. And then you get down into the hill country for what they call the Huckleberry Ridge ash bed. And then you get down to Houston, Texas, and into the Gulf for what they call the Lava Creek ash bed. So it does, in fact, affect us. The question is how much. Either way, if that thing went off and it was that bad, I got to say it's a game changer for the, for, for the United States completely. Or the, the whole world. Yeah. Right. It would destroy everything. Yeah. It goes all the way out to California. Uh, you can share my desktop if you want. I'll show you. That way they can see the map, too. Um, goes all the way out to California. It uh, covers uh, Nebraska, obviously, Wisconsin, the, uh, the Dakotas. Gets down into uh, Missouri. It'd be like a nuclear winter. Arkansas. Yeah, it would be horrible. Absolutely horrible. Oh, man. Block out the sun. Yeah. It'd be great. Crazy. Well, there's also the solar storm oh, that gee. I keep hearing online. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, the solar storm apparently would affect the whole world, and yeah. it would mm-hmm. it would cause mm-hmm. an EMF sure. attack and yeah. destroy yeah. every yeah. modern yeah. modern mm-hmm. thing that we know as society. In spite of it all. <laughs> In spite of all. Uh, but wait, there's more. China now has a hypersonic missile that can fly around the world, and we can't seem to stop it, according to reports coming out of the government. Uh, can it? Uh, can it have a nuclear uh, warhead? I don't know. I think they did say that it could. Uh, they could carry one. Gee, thanks. Adrian. So, just wanted to make things better. Gee, You're welcome. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's Are more. we a doomsday oh, after the, show? The good news is, the good news is that it's good to be here. <laughs> in spite of it all. In spite of it all, it is good to be here. Yeah. We won't let Debbie Downer Joe get us down. <laughs> We're going to smile 
and have a happy day nonetheless, nonetheless. Des- despite Joe all Joe's attempts to bring us down it is still good to be here but wait there's more have i told you about the iranians practicing the delivery of a of a uh, dirty bomb in our atmosphere have i have i mentioned that story have i i don't think so no? oh, i, I want to hear it i have not told you well yeah it turns out they've mm-hmm. been practicing for many years in the black sea launching missiles straight up out of cargo container ships uh, and then now but don't worry um, they're only docking ships in argentina and venezuela Places like that, so right. no big there's deal. Also, Nowhere near no us. big deal. There's Nowhere also. Have you guys heard of climate warfare? <laughs> but wait, there's more. Or you, have clim- you ever heard about the? Did you ever hear about the gay bomb? <laughs> Where the government can control the weather. What do you and your friends talk about? It. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. It was a Cold War era. Um, the let me see if I can find what it was. The military. Let's see the. Halitosis bomb or the Halito- gay bomb. Halitosis That's are like non lethal right? are non chemical weapons that the U.S. Air Force produced uh, in theory to discharge female sex pheromones over enemy forces in are order you, to make them sexually attracted to each serious? other. I'm 100 percent serious. You're not joking. I'm not serious at all. I mean, I'm 100 percent serious. Sorry. Wait, what's your? Which is I'm 100 percent serious. This came. This was a uh, 1994. Uh, the Wright Laboratory in Ohio. The predecessor today's Air Force Research Laboratory mm-hmm. uh, produced a variety of possible non-lethal chemical weapons, one of which was this, and they called it the Sunshine Project, and now it's nicknamed the Gay Bomb. <laughs> yeah, because it was supposed to make, it was supposed to these female pheromones to make the men but attracted wait, to each other. there's more. There you go. The Horns of the Apocalypse. Did you know that, la- was it last year or the beginning of this year? I think it was the beginning of this year. There was those stories of the locust swarms that were invading North Africa and then made its way all the way up into Russia. Remember that story? That was a good story. Locusts, mm. wars, rumors of wars, plagues, pestilences, St. Janarius' blood uh, liquefied, <laughs> so we're good. Oh, okay. Good. Praise be to God. <laughs> so don't worry too much. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, Jesus said, you are a genius, Adrian. Jesus, Amen, you know brother. better Thank than you, that. Thank you, Jesus. Reckless use Jesus of knows terminology. The truth. Jesus is a wise man. I mean, you've seen his statues. He has great taste. Susan Weber's. This is great. <laughs> it's only Thursday. We've all lost it. <laughs> what did they say? Conspiracy theories should now just be called spoiler alerts. <laughs> We're not allowed to have a conspiracy theory. So do, you, you know do you guys believe in the uh, weather modification? Uh, weather I saw the engineering? movie. I saw the documentary, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah. I mean that they use that yeah. they're using weather uh, engineering to uh, oh yeah, as a, they, as a that warfare reminds me. They've been trying to do that for friend, years. Bill Gates. I think they've already accomplished it. And they just haven't told us. Your friend Bill Gates actually <laughs> said publicly he was all for that. Mm. He wanted to uh, he wanted to cover the sky, uh, uh, seeding the clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, absolutely mind numbing. We've been doing that for years. Why it's just, is it a at dr- what scale? There must be a direct correlation mm. to the size of your bank account. Hold on, there must be a direct correlation to the size of your bank account and your lack of common sense. Like mm. I, there's some there's got to be a scientific study here, and maybe people ought to pursue poverty just so they're smarter. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but cloud oh, seeding. Yeah. Cloud seeding has been a thing forever. I mean, that's been a while. That's since we invented uh, like planes. We've been trying to seed clouds where we're trying to make it rain. The question becomes like, 
to what extent are we able to actually do it? And that's where some debate comes. And then the, also the debate comes like, okay, so when we have these things, like whenever there was a hurricane was coming, uh, the uh, Donald Trump joked around and said, uh, why don't we just nuke the hurricane? Um, now, that's a, it's a joke, but it's not necessarily a absurd idea. Uh, nuking it obviously is an absurd idea, but uh, doing something to try to divert it, that's actually been thought of and many people have uh, thought of it and tried to work on that many times. Uh, so it's not crazy to to think that we could change the weather and affect. I the mean, what happened in Texas in February? A lot of people are saying that that was a planned w- weather warfare tactic. That um, well, yes, I, but I would say that could be true, but not in the way you're thinking, as far as manipulating the weather itself, rather manipulating our our electrical grid that took yes. advantage. Well, well, that they they. Uh, it was a correlation of both of like, okay, we're going to disguise this and blame it on the mm, weather, but really yeah. we're the ones manipulating our electric, the electric. Susan grid. Weber <laughs> says, Susan Weber says, I'm now considering buying stock in a tinfoil company. <laughs> I think we ought to get the tinfoil hat shelf going. I've said that now for a year. We need a tinfoil hat. By the way, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Praise be to God. You know when that is? Um, you want me to look that up? Uh, I just thought you maybe you knew. Um, I'll ask my producer to look it up. How about that? Okay. Um, that's why people have producers to look stuff up. Praise be to God. I guess that's enough of that today. We had fun. It was fun conversating about practically everything. I mean, this is the most po- hodgepodge potpourri conversation uh, that we could have. Let's see. Can we talk about films before it's too late? Um, I guess not. I have nothing. I have nothing for you. I'm going to go and uh, prepare for a big interview I have coming up today. So please pray for that intention. I'd be very grateful to you. God love you. God bless you. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow. We're going to talk about the mandates and religious exemptions with an attorney. So join us 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Until then, thank you for joining us 